honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. And I'm sure there's other apps. I always kind of joke about that nowadays. But it's a pleasure. It's fun to mention all of them. And it's a pleasure to have you on board with me once again today. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. The sun is sure shining in my face here. That's why I had to put the curtain up a bit. Yeah, hard to do a podcast, but it also sucks that I can't really see outside because I like looking outside while I'm doing the show. That way my mind can wander because also the wolves, yeah, the wolves starting to hit a little bit of reality here. A little bit, a little bit. Like I'm not bitching and mowing necessarily, but one and two in our last three, unfortunately. So yes, basically... Three games to review, five games to preview. Might as well just uh, wrap up the regular season here and head into what looks like a playing game. Unfortunately, it looks like that whole sixth seed is dead and gone as the Wolves unable to beat Boston or Toronto and, in fact, look pretty freaking ugly in both of them. Nice win over Dallas. I'm thinking this might be a two-segment show today because fan interaction is so tiny and that's my own fault. i got to be much more interactive. I'm going to try to put some more in this next coming week, uh, so I, I apologize, I need to be more interactive, I can't expect everybody to just say, hey, how about this, hey, how about that, and those of you that do, thank you very much, uh, Tanae has done it many times, and Levi, and others, uh, Benzo, Nick Timas, appreciate that, but sometimes you don't, because maybe you're busy, and I don't start any conversation, and I just, I'm really sorry for that, truly, uh, it's nice to have spring getting started, finally, it feels good, though, of course, it's still cold here in the United States, or, well, northern part of the United States anyway. <laughs> Over in Australia, I'm sure it's uh, still pretty warm, I'm guessing, but who knows. I'll get back to where I need to be. March the 25th, the Timberwolves had a very impressive game versus the Dallas Mavericks, 116-95. to 95. Fun to watch, felt easygoing, enjoyable. 116-95, to 95, just kind of thoroughly beat the crap out of them. And most of the stars were playing, so they can't really cry shorthanded, though we kind of sort of can in the upcoming games. <laughs> with no, uh, uh, obviously, no Jade McDaniel still with a high ankle sprain. Malik Beasley would continue to play less and less, and of course now has been out, which really sucks, unfortunately. Spencer Dinwiddie, solid off the bench for Dallas. Luka Doncic had some highlight plays, uh, had a pass between the legs of Torian Prince. Hey, I used to do that on occasion too, so so you know, I didn't get to be on any highlight reel, so whatever, that's bullcrap. <laughs> but that's life also. I'm sure it's a little tougher to get around Torian Prince. If I tried to do that to him, he'd probably just scoop the ball right up and dunk it in my face. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much about the story there. Just kind of a solid team effort. Nobody really stood out that much except for Jordan McLaughlin. 16 points up the bench. Okay, that's nice. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, only 10 attempts in the game. He had foul trouble again. Again, less than 30 minutes in this one. And interesting conversation that's been brought up lately is Carl Anthony Towns suddenly isn't shooting threes hardly at all. Uh, so it's just kind of like one extreme or the other. 
Now, I don't want Carl attempting 13, 14, copyright Dan Cole, <laughs> three-pointers a game. I don't want that. But how about eight? How about eight? I mean, eight in the past would have sounded insanely excessive, whereas uh, with Carl Anthony Towns, the reigning three-point champion, attempting eight threes is not asking too much. Uh, down to four in this one, but it's going to get even lower as we go forward in at least one of the games coming up. Timberwolves shot generally well from this game. Uh, in this game, generally, at least from the floor, from three-point range, we didn't. No beef and cheddars. It was a non-beef and cheddar night in a victory over the Dallas Mavericks. What do you think of that? Okay. That's the way you want it. That's the way you're going to get it. My thoughts exactly, I think. Um, 11 threes only? That's weird. And we beat the Mavericks and all that? Okay, well, they only scored 95 points, which in this day and age is really low. In the past, that would be about average, about average out there. Malik Beasley struggled big time in the game, and of course, getting hurt now, which really sucks. It really sucks because he used his help in these upcoming games in the East Eastern Conference. It's not the Eastern Conference, even though I guess it kind of is, considering Phoenix and and Memphis and other clubs are way ahead of all the Eastern Conference teams right now. Um, but going back to where I need to be, speaking of not shooting well, D'Angelo Russell, this was actually his best game of the week. 6 of 16, 1 of 6 from downtown. Yeah, his best game of the week. Because he had 8 assists and only 1 turnover, still managed to get 15 points despite not shooting well. He was actually pretty solid in the game, to be quite fair. Again, this was his best game. Yeah, yeah, best game. Jalen Noel didn't shoot well. Uh, Torian Prince was fantastic, except for getting embarrassed. Uh, Luka Doncic's pass there. Quick release. It's all about releasing the ball as quick as possible. It's just like you're kind of going the motion, just boom, like that. That's that's how you do it. And like I said, I have done it before. Not in my 40s, though. Not in my 40s. I believe I was still in my 20s at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, I get to brag about something that happened a long time ago. But what the hell? I guess Michael Jordan can do that too, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh, it's kind of a depressing week. Can you tell? Kind of a depressing week. But this was a fun night versus the Dallas Mavericks last Friday. And we felt good for a minute there. Okay, we got we got the split versus Dallas. We kicked their butts after barely losing to them just a couple days earlier. And all is well with the Wolves. Yeah, I, just going into Boston, I had a crappy feeling. And boy, that crappy feeling uh, ended up being accurate. Yeah, we just went in there and got throttled the entire night. And how this is completely acting up, and it's pissing me off. I apologize. Okay, I think it's doing the right thing. Yes, you go into Boston on the 27th of March, Black Monday. It was a day where I lost a lot of stocks, lost a lot of money on the stock market in 2006. So let's just leave it at that. March 27th, I call it Black Monday because it was it has nothing to do with the color, just like Black Tuesday back in the day in 1929. It was a bad day. I lost about 50%. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh... <laughs> the Wolves felt like they lost about 50% on this day, too. It was Black Sunday in that sense. Usually you think black is good in terms of, you know, you're in the black. Everything's good. But, well, yeah, they looked at it differently with the stock market back on that time. It was a bad time. And, yeah, whatever. It was just bad. We should call it Red Red Monday and Red Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, this was a Red Sunday, definitely, for the Wolves. Jason Tatum, highlight after highlight. And D'Angelo Russell, not only did he shoot poorly... Not only did his defense suck, but he fouled uh, Jason Tatum on a three-point shot. Just freaking great. Thanks, dude. Just freaking awesome. Just to kind of shove it in our face even more. The sloppy offense, the non-defense. Zero. Zero defense. Just and, and the turnovers. As you'll hear about dumb turnovers at the end of uh, 
the Toronto game and uh, Mr. Chris Fitch's press conference if you want to look that up. And it's dumb turnovers. You, know, you just get in a crowd and just kind of force the ball somewhere. And then the next thing you know, the, it's a you know an odd man rush, as they'd say in hockey. But I guess you could kind of say in basketball too. Anthony Edwards actually had a decent week, to be quite fair. He only had 12 versus the Dallas Mavericks, but it was okay. Whatever. This one he shot very nicely. 9 of 16, 24 points, 5 of 9. He was one of the lone bright spots in this game. Carl was obviously solid, but only one three-pointer made in the game. Only three attempted. So again, getting kind of weird. D'Angelo Russell, one of six, and again, followed Jason Tatum, and everybody was getting highlighted by Tatum and Brown in this game. One play after another. Uh, Jalen Noel played very solid. Love Jalen Noel. He's the microwave. He's the Vinnie Johnson of the Timberwolves, and it's exactly what he is. And he does a damn good job of it. But everybody was a minus 16, minus 19, minus 14. You could just go on and on. Minus double-digit this, minus double-digit that, except for Vanderbilt and Beverly, my two favorite players on the team, basically. Just about. Uh, Reed was, well, he barely got to play. Would have been nice, but he ran into foul trouble. What more is there to say? It was an awful night. Awful, awful game. Did the Wolves make enough threes? Yeah, they did. <laughs> 40, 44%. 14 of 30, 32. So, yep, you're bringing the attempts down, and then the percentage goes up because you're actually making them a little bit, which is nice. The Wolves shot 54% in this game, yet you get hammered as bad as you do. It, further proof that it doesn't always matter. <laughs> if you can't play freaking defense, you can't win the game. Like they always say, offense sells tickets, defense wins the game. Yet this this offense only managed 112 points because of all the turnovers. See, it's like you keep going on. There's one variable after another as to why the Wolves lost this game. The turnovers, the bad defense. It's just funny and maybe some poor shot selection here and there, but it wasn't even that because the Wolves shot well in this game. <laughs> it's just the fact that the turnovers, the reckless play, uh, and it's funny only 14 turnovers, but the starters all just stunk in the game, to be quite fair, when it came to protecting the basketball, except for Vanderbilt. Thank you very much. Anthony Edwards, again, good overall numbers except the five turnovers. So they had to throw that in. Again, more reckless, unnecessary play. And then you have D'Angelo Russell citing lack of confidence as to why he's been so terrible lately. So I guess lack of confidence, I guess, is the theme of this show, I suppose. Lack of confidence from Carl from shooting threes all of a sudden. Lack of confidence with D'Angelo Russell doing anything, practically. Lack of confidence with the club trying to force plays rather than maybe shooting the damn ball or something. Just trying to force a play getting in a crowd of people and such crowd of defenders, people, whatever the heck they are, <laughs> other team, opponents, <laughs> and getting embarrassed on a regular basis and then following a guy in a three-point shot who's, like, way taller than you. What 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 are you even trying to accomplish there? That's the one thing. You're, you know, when a guy is taller than you, he's a power forward shooting a three, you're going to end up following him doing stuff like that. It just made no sense. You're going you're gonna to block his shot, buddy? I, I don't think so. I mean, that's what makes stretch fours so dangerous because they can shoot right over you. See? See what I'm saying? See where, like, when you're a small guy, obviously you could get dunked on down below as well, but they could also commit an offensive foul on occasion. That's where it sometimes it could be at your advantage. On occasion, in rare cases, or you could force a turnover. But I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. It's just kind of silly at the end of the day. How all this turned out? 134. You, you, you heard that. 134 to 112. Mm, 38 to 19, second quarter. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, yeah, I think you know the rest of the uh, the sentence or phrase or whatever. 
Wednesday, the final game of March for the Timberwolves. Wednesday, Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Timberwolves head into Toronto. It was one of the funnest quarters of this whole season, I thought. I mean, the first quarter was fun. Anthony Edwards was hitting shots. He was making athletic plays. The Wolves looked great. It was so much fun. I, I loved it, and I'm not even trying to be sarcastic. Anthony Edwards played great in the game. Ant, Edwards, Anthony, Ant, whatever. And he only turned the ball over four times this time. Only four. Yeah, the Timberwolves managed 22 turnovers in this one. 22 turnovers and no beef and cheddars either. Nope, no beef and cheddars on Thursday, you sons of guns. We only made 11. Nananabubu. And 40% from the floor as well overall. Under 30% from downtown, which is three-point range, just in case people are uh, too young. To, yeah, and they think I'm too boring. Uh, what's the other word they say? Three-pointers. I don't know. D'Angelo Russell, 3 of 15 from the floor, citing lack of confidence. Yeah, I have lack of confidence too, D'Angelo Russell, and you making the shots when you're playing like this. I'm I'm the one having lack of confidence right now. Minus 22. Oh, boy. And Jalen Noel didn't play well either. There was just no, there was no relief. One of seven from downtown for D'Angelo Russell. One of six from <laughs> Jalen Noel. Jordan McLaughlin was, you know, he's okay. He protected the ball, kind of. Not really. He even had two turnovers in the game. Oh, my God. Even Jordan McLaughlin had two turnovers in the game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Notice no Malik Beasley in Boston. He only had the 12 minutes versus Dallas. That's when he got hurt, and he's been out. Talk is it's not as serious. Obviously, Jade McDaniels most likely won't return until playoff time, unless he returns miraculously in the last game versus Chicago or something. But Beasley should be back, I hope, coming up. <sighs> oh, and a horrifying thought of the Wolves having to play the Clippers at some point. Hopefully it doesn't end up that way, but possible. Paul George coming back is the problem here because Paul George and the Clippers is much more dangerous than Paul George. Uh, no Paul George and the Clippers. Just just slightly more dangerous, particularly for this club. But um, again, D'Angelo Russell, 1 of 7. Jalen Noel, so again, 2 of 13 from downtown, just from those two guys alone. And attack it all together. Four of, my God, my God, have mercy. Four of 22 from the floor for Jalen Noel and D'Angelo Russell. This game is fucking horrible! And that's exactly what I said at the end of the first quarter. Or, well, sure, maybe not the end of the first quarter, but at some point uh, after the first half. Yeah, because... Obviously, the Wolves got dominated for the most part in the second quarter. And from there on out, third quarter was even worse. And that sound you heard was me throwing the controller. Of course, it was the angry video game nerd throwing the video game, the NES controller. This game is effing horrible. Yeah, it is. This game was effing horrible, all right. <sighs> Toronto now has a better record than the Wolves, which is a bummer, considering the Wolves were actually, you know, a little bit ahead of these, the, some of these clubs over there in the East. Not anymore. Not anymore when you lose a few games in a row and they get hot and Toronto's been on fire. Boston's been on fire. Seems like yesterday the Wolves were actually ahead of these clubs. Not anymore. So it's just a reality. That's all. We're still going to be fine. We're still going to be the seventh seed, which means the Chicago game is probably going to be one of those depleted, like, oh, what the hell, let's just get out of here without getting hurt type of games, which is why I'm, minus, which I'm, which is why I'm just throwing it into this episode because why the hell talk about it? Why the hell preview it next week? What's the point? Um, well, I probably end up kind of doing it again anyway, but or I'll just wait <laughs> at what time to release the show. We'll see. We'll see how the schedule is, but I don't think we're going to be starting lawn cleanups anytime super soon, as that obviously is a uh, conversation 
going forward that there will be lawn cleanups at some point interrupting the schedule. But not sure how far this club is going to go this year. Uh, I think there's some moves that this team needs to make in the offseason to make this club better. Obviously, we're headed very much in the right direction. It's just, you know, unfortunately, some guys just aren't living up to their paycheck. And I think, you know, one of them. I think it's pretty obvious, especially when, you know, he started the season terribly, him being D'Angelo Russell, and then looked like he was the best player on the team for a very long period and sounded very mature. And now we're back to kind of where we were, back to square one again, where it's like this guy's not really worth his paycheck and he's starting to say things that are not making a whole lot of sense again. <sighs> Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I just said that. Um, it just leaves you just mm, in kind of a meh mood. It just overall leaves you feeling very meh uh, at the end of the day. A lot of these games just kind of, again, I mean, it's play like this is going to get you knocked out right away. You might not even escape the the play-in, even though you'd be the top seed in the play-in. You just want to get out so bad, you know, like, you know, <laughs> certain videos would say in the past, I just want to get the bleep out. Get the bleep out. You just want to get out of this room. It's scary. It's dangerous. Let me out of here. That's how it is with the uh, the plan because you don't want to deal with the Clippers and potentially the Lakers, an angry Laker team that's like, we're not as bad as our record. We're gonna we're gonna shock the world now, which they aren't, by the way. Sorry to say they're they're not going to, but I guess you never know. Uh, you don't want to be part of their. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be part of them uh, letting out their frustration, and then we get knocked out right away, and then there's no fun. We don't get to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Because I'm telling you, this team gets to play the Memphis Grizzlies. It's going to be a very entertaining series. It's going to be a long, fun, back-and-forth series where both teams have really good performances against each other, as long as we're not as sloppy as we've been lately. And things get uh, things could be very fun. Now, of course, you play like this, and if Memphis is on their game, it could be a four- or five-game series. So, again, let's clean up our act here a little bit. Uh, thankfully, we have a head coach that's more than capable of getting this club headed in the right direction. Regardless if they're mentally tough or not, they'll figure it out one way or another. God willing. <laughs> There's even a conversation out there, the Wolves, about, you know, Wolves going after Pascal Siakam in the offseason. Who knows? It'd be a lot of fun. I would love it. And he'd be a nice guy to go with uh, Carl Anthony Towns. He did have a triple-double in the game. He didn't go off for a ton of points, but he did get the triple-double, which is pretty nice. 12 points. Yeah, he shot poorly. 5 of 15. But again, he shot poorly and he was sloppy. Six turnovers. But he did other things. 13 assists, 10 rebounds. The other major thing that's been a huge problem with the Wolves that I didn't even mention, it's just, you know, the rebounding has just been terrible, generally speaking, particularly in the Boston game. I, the Wolves had, what, four offensive rebounds in the whole game. Wolves just got manhandled on the boards versus the Boston Celtics. Embarrassing. Uh, the leading rebounder in the game was Anthony Edwards with five. That's embarrassing. Hey, how, how can you be that bad? <laughs> Are we that bad? Vanderbilt with two offensive rebounds. Nas Reed with one. Nathan Knight with one, of course, in the garbage time. Poor Nathan Knight. I wish he was in garbage time. I wish he got to get more meaningful minutes, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be nice to have Jade McDaniels and Millie Beasley back, especially Jade McDaniels, but obviously Beasley has a ton of value as well going forward into the postseason and even not the postseason yet because uh, he's probably going to play a few games leading up to that. We shall see. Uh, Wills did rebound better, to be fair, versus Toronto, but still not not that great. I mean, I've seen better, <laughs> that kind of thing. I think we've all seen better. Uh, certainly offensive rebounded better in the game because Toronto didn't exactly shoot that great either, but still ended up being a 
crappy game, losing by 23 points, 125 to 102 at the end of the day. Uh, with that said, the Johnny Flynn, uh, excuse me, the Lone Wolf Award is going to go to Anthony Edwards. Very solid week. Sloppy, though. It's not the prettiest uh, Lone Wolf Award. It's got some blemishes on it. It's got some dirt. You might need a little polishing and stuff. It's got some dirt, some uh, residue on it. Could use a little cleaning. But, yeah, here you, here you go, Anthony. You know, clean it up a little bit. Don't drop it now, Anthony. Don't don't drop it. Please don't drop it. Uh, the steaming pile of you-know-what, uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, is going to go to a guy who's played like a steaming pile of you-know-what. That would be D'Angelo Russell. What the hell, man? I have lack of confidence in you right now. End it. End it. Snap out of it, buddy. Please snap out of it. We need you. You're making, what, $35 million a year? And it's not just about the money, but it's about the respect. No, it's not. <laughs> a stupid comment years ago by a, somebody who was who had just signed a huge contract. Believe that where that is. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's about the responsibility, too. I mean, you could be better than this. It's not just about the money here. It's about the position you're in. You're you're one of the leaders in the club. Come on, yeah. Come on, D'Angelo. Let's go. This has got to stop. It's nonsense. Might end up getting traded. Might end up getting traded in the offseason, if humanly possible. With that said, we'll take a quick break, and we got five games to preview. Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. We got five games to preview, like I said, and I'm guessing I'm probably just going to keep this a two-segment show. Might as well. This will just be a two-segmenter because of the lack of fan interaction, thanks to me. I'm the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial when it comes to the fan interaction, and ain't you guys. (laughs) Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, again, fun, entertaining matchup it's been over the past many, many years at this club. Nice rivalry going back into that first playoff series back in the 03-04 season. That was fun. We actually won the playoff series. Ha ha, Denver. We've actually beaten you in the playoffs. Ha ha. We, all the other teams we'd lost to before that. Dallas and the Spurs and the Blazers and the... I don't want to remember all that. It's painful. Ugh. Getting the Spurs in the first round is just like, oh, yay. <laughs> Woo. Ugh. It's just like, just, just, just plan the, just plan the golf trip. It's over. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, but back then the Spurs were a dynasty, Okay. And the Lakers, the frickin' Lakers, get the golf trip planned. Nikola Jokic, the reigning NBA MVP. I don't think I don't think he's gonna get it again, even though his numbers are very MVP-like. 26 and a half, 13 and a half, eight assists. I'd rather have him than Luka Doncic. Sorry, I just would. Sorry, go ahead and I'm just yeah, I mean I'm I'm not on the Luka Doncic MVP bandwagon. I'm just not, sorry. Uh, Denver is four and one in their last five. Not bad. Only losing to Phoenix of all teams, of course. One forty to one thirty on the twenty fourth of March. They had beaten the Clippers one twenty seven one fifteen on the twenty second. Beat Oklahoma on the twenty sixth one thirteen one oh seven. Hmm. Beat Charlotte by only four in Charlotte though one thirteen one oh nine in the rebuilding Pacers most recently one oh one twenty five one nineteen in Indy Indy Indianapolis whatever the heck you want to call it. Obviously, some valuable guys. Aaron Gordon, who'd given, uh, who's uh, <laughs> been robbed of multiple slam dunk championships, <laughs> at least in his opinion, I'm sure. Uh, capable of getting hot, capable of being insanely athletic. Not the best shooter I've ever seen from downtown, but certainly can make shots, generally speaking, because he can finish around the rim. 
he's tortured us before and he's been a pain in the ass for Zach Levine in the slam dunk finals in the past as well. Malik Beasley was a left ankle sprain, yes, on the 27th versus the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Timberwolves versus Mavericks. Okay, sorry. NBA Jam. Michael Porter Jr., lower back soreness. And Jamal Murray still out with a torn ACL as of, uh, I believe that was last April. It couldn't have been two years. Yeah, it was last April going right into the playoffs. You have your league MVP. The playoffs are coming up in a month or so because it was, you know, it's late last year because of because the way it was. Now we're finally kind of actually back to normal. I mean, we're not even wearing masks at work now. At least we're not. We don't have to. And if I don't have to, I'm not wearing it, buddy. So, <laughs> but uh, Jamal Murray, torn ACL still at this moment. I'm sure it's completely healed. I'm sure it's completely healed. It's just, it's the NBA. They take longer for some reason. They just do. Wolves still have the number one uh, scoring offense in the NBA somehow, some way, which is nice. Denver's 10th. Wolves are 13th in rebounding, which is funny. I felt like we are like 32nd. <laughs> uh, Denver's 16th. Field goal percentage, 22nd. That sounds about right. Denver's 2nd, though, again, with the guys that can finish around the rim, including the MVP. Assist, I don't, know, I don't look at those as much, but block shots. Wolves are 3rd. Denver's only 29th. Wow, that's funny. Uh, Denver protects the ball very well. 6th in the league there with assist-to-turnover ratio. Impressive. But both clubs tied at 24th in turnovers. Interesting. Um, Minnesota's actually, why is it saying the Nuggets won the series 4-0? to zero? It's, where is this coming from? Like, what year was that? Denver did win the first game, 93-91. The Wolves won the second, 124-107. And the third, 130-115. to I think the Nuggets, and I don't want to say this, I think the Wolves get their third straight loss. I really don't want to say this, but um, Denver's playing pretty well, and we're not. And I think it ends up being a split on the season series. I got a feeling the Nuggets end up winning this one relatively low scoring. Something like... Hmm, something along the lines of 108 to 103, something like that. Leading scorer in this game. Uh, might as well go with Anthony Edwards again. I think he's going to continue his uh, run. He'll have a good game versus Denver, and the Wolves end up losing, unfortunately, by a pretty close margin, but a loss nonetheless. Houston Rockets, no excuse here. you got to take care of business now. got to win at least a couple of these games, but maybe we do beat Denver. I don't know, but I think the Wolves have a pretty good chance of at least winning three in a row here at Houston on April the 3rd. Of course, it's April Fool's Day. So, yeah, but it was April Fool's. I actually have the Wolves beating Denver. Yeah, I have them beating. I have, I have the Wolves actually beating. Okay, sorry. No, I didn't do any April Fool's joke yet. Got to think of something. Last year, I texted into my supervisor saying I, I'm feeling uh, something weird came up. I can't come in today. And then, like five minutes later, April Fools, because <laughs> I don't miss work. I just don't. That's why he was like, "Oh, really? That's weird." Houston Sprockets. Somebody named Sung Sengun. Cool. Uh, Alperen Sengun has a leg injury as of. Uh, it's the Houston Rockets, though, obviously. So it's kind of, yeah, interesting over there. Uh, March the 30th, leg injury, whatever that means. But hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Eric Gordon, groin, ouch. Uh, March the 28th, Eric Gordon, who used to always get hurt back in the day with ankles and such. Uh, Christian Wood, hamstring. Christian Wood, hamstring. March the 28th, and again, Malik Beasley with the left ankle sprain. Houston's 17th in scoring. 30th, dead last in rebounding. So get the rebounds tonight, guys. Come on now. That's that dead last in free throw percentage as well. Dead last in turnovers. They average almost 16 turnovers a game. Dead last in assist to turnover ratio. They're, suffice to say, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Um, that's just about what you got to say. 15th in blocks. Okay, that's nice, I guess. 
but you're dead last in what three categories interesting four categories the wolves lead the series two games to zero this is the season this is the rubber match it's in houston so you never know but the wolves will sweep this series get the brooms out let's sweep somebody we didn't get to sweep the utah jazz this year that was cool last season we swept the jazz but didn't make the playoffs sucks <laughs> we swept the jazz who had the best record in the west go figure now they're about where a lot of us would expect. Fifth, not first, fifth. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Utah's good, but they're not They're not like, like that great. Oh, I'm sorry, they're just not. Wolves are going to score a lot tonight. Houston sucks. 124-106, uh, 141-123 were the previous two games. Wolves win this one with the final score of 135 to 120. We'll win by 15. We're going to still score or give up a lot of points because that's just how it is. We always do against this club. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns goes out for 30-plus in this game. The Wolves end up getting the win. Next, please. Okay, let's look at the Houston record. I apologize real quick. They're 2-3 and three in their last five. Lost to Dallas 110-91. to Beat Portland, who's really fallen apart. They swept Portland in back-to-back -back games in Portland. I'm sure Blazers fans were throwing bricks at the TV and stuff. 125-106 and 115-98, respectively. Oh, losing to Houston two games in a row in your house. Oh, God, that sucks. I don't, you know, I don't care how many players you traded away. You lost to Houston twice at home in back-to-back -back nights. Oh, can I get a refund, please, please, Portland? Can I please Blazers? Can I get a refund? <laughs> San Antonio. Oh, they lost to San Antonio. Um, did the Rockets anyway? One twenty-three, one twenty, and they lost to Sacramento by three. Also, one twenty-eight to one eighteen. Okay, let's keep moving here, if humanly possible. Who's the next one? Washington, right? Yeah, they were doing pretty well earlier. Now they're just done. I don't know. They suck now. They're not going anywhere. Of course, in the east, the bottom, some teams are still going to make it. Bradley Beal sprained, sprained left wrist. Liked what he had to say at the beginning of the season. I'll leave that where that is. Kyle Kuzma, knee injury, unfortunately. They've had some good games. I think the Lakers beat them recently, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a that was a few weeks back on a, one of those TNT games. No, ESPN. Washington is 22nd in scoring, 24th in rebounding, 7th in field goal percentage, 10th in turnovers per game. They protect the ball pretty well. 6th in assisted turnover, not bad. 8th in blocks. And 30th in steals. They're dead last in that one. I haven't been looking at that stat. Wolves are actually 4th. Washington beat the Wolves in Washington because they always did and forever. They always beat the Wolves in the capital for some reason, except in really rare cases. 115-107. I don't think the Wolves get swept in this series, even though Washington is somehow 3-2 and two in their last five. And against some decent teams, well, at least one decent team. Hate them, but they're decent. Uh, Washington lost to the Bucks 114-102. They beat Detroit in Detroit 197, and they beat the Golden State Warriors. No, notice I said hate them, but they're good. 123-115. Of course, no no Northern Cal guy. Okay, North Carolina is actually where he's really from. Um, Chicago Bulls, 107-94. Their Bulls are beating people pretty good for the most part. Um, Orlando. They lose to Orlando. Yuck. 127-110. Yuck. Yuck. Uh, Washington, of course. Not sure if Bradley Beal is going to play. He's been kind of off injured. I doubt we're going to see him. He's been off forever. Kyle Kuzma. Wolves should be able to pound this team pretty good. I think the Wolves end up winning final score of something like 127-110 like they did with Orlando. I think it's going to go that way with the Wolves in this one. 
D'Angelo Russell has his best game in a while. Can I step on in faith and say that? 28 points, something like that. He's going to shoot a bit better. He's going to kind of get back in the swing of things, so to speak, and get the job done. Spencer Dinwiddie was traded to Dallas back around the trade deadline. Um, gotta love what Dinwiddie can do. <laughs> but uh, obviously he was, yeah, Din Dinwiddie's been moving around a little bit now. Washington and now Dallas. Interesting. Daniel Gafford, who I just loved earlier in the season, and then they just said, oh, sorry, you're not playing anymore. It's like, what the hell? He was blocking shots. He was so valuable. Nice fantasy player. And then everybody had to cut him because he was getting like 10 minutes a game. Like, that's bullcrap. Or like a quarter, like 12 minutes, basically. Montrose Harrell has been a pain in the butt for the Wolves at times. But, uh, yeah, he had a, he kicked our butts last time around. Remember that? What did he have, 35 points or something crazy? He kicked our butts. It was really dumb. <laughs> he beat the crap out of us. Uh, only 26% from downtown. This team can't really make threes except for Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. Only 10.5 points a game, though. Certainly not living up to the hype coming into the draft now three years ago. I'm quite happy with who we have at the end of the day. Greg Monroe played a couple games. I forget who he, he signed with Utah, didn't he? Greg Monroe did not come to Minnesota. We never made a move for a, a big man. I guess, Nathan Knight, the job's yours to be that reserve big man to help us out, and good for him. Nathan Knight, I guess, I, you know, I, I don't have a huge problem with that. Wolves should win comfortably versus this club, though. Let's keep moving. They're 33-43 in the whatever conference it is. That would be the Eastern Conference, of course. Next game should be the Spurs, right? They kind of, I don't know, they're not the Spurs anymore, let me tell you. 31-45, fourth place in Southwest. It's in Target Center. You lose this game, you're just screwing around. Come on, guys. Lonnie Walker the fourth, Mr. Great-Grandson. The great-grandson of Lonnie Walker the first, apparently. <laughs> Which I think, I still think that's really cool. Every time I bring that up, I think that's cool. Just like, uh, just like our guy. Um, uh, right. Yeah, just like our guy, too. Uh, I just love what he does. Uh, or, I mean, I love that he's the fourth as well. <laughs> DeJounte Murray, love him, love DeJounte Murray, hell of a player, 21 and a half a game, he can shoot, he can shoot from the floor, generally speaking, to get to the basket, his three-bird percentage is only one of three, though, which isn't that great, Keldon Johnson's had some nice games in the past, he's a 40% three-point shooter, 16 and a half a game, he's a good, solid rebounder, the Spurs, there, you know, there's always those nice little intangibles where they can be valuable players, and they can be a dangerous team some nights. Doug McDermott's a 43% guy. Josh Richardson's shooting 45%. Good for him with the uh, San Antonio Spurs. He's doing well. Poor Josh, though. He's been everywhere. Everywhere but Minnesota. He never got traded for uh, <laughs> Jimmy Butler years ago. That was the rumor. And then, oh, no, you know, he's too good to, for Jimmy Butler. You know, he, you can't trade Jimmy Butler for that guy. And then, you know, I don't know. I, I, I certainly don't like Butler. I don't respect him, but... Uh, you know, I don't respect his attitude and all the bull crap that's been going on everywhere he's gone. Everywhere he's gone. But um, it's like a trail of chaos everywhere that son of a bleep goes. But let's digress where we need to be. Josh Richardson, he's just been he's just been a reserve guy pretty much the last two years, which is strange. I thought he was going to have a hell of a career. Average 20, 20 plus points a game. Not going to be a star, but be one of those really valuable number two, number three guys on a team. Rather than like the sixth or seventh guy on a team. Or the fifth guy, basically, is kind of sort of what he is in some ways. I don't understand it. No idea. Uh, Devin Vassell gets more minutes than him. I mean, need I say more? Devin Vassell's good, but he's very good. In fact, he was drafted pretty high. But again, Devin Vassell was never a guy to look at as he's going to lead your team. 
He was never that player. He even admitted it. So, nice 3 and D guy, nonetheless, like him, and he fits nice with the Spurs long term. He'll probably he'll probably be there after uh, Greg Popovich retires, probably. That's my guess. They're number one in the league somehow, the Spurs, because they move the ball really well, and they're well coached, despite their coach having a big mouth sometimes. Uh, they have, uh, in my opinion anyway, um, they, they always move the ball really well, going back to the uh, Ginobili and Parker days, no doubt about it, and Duncan and all them. Number one in the league in assists, number one in assist to turnover. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Seventh in points, eighth in rebounds. Three-point percentage are only 17th. Years ago, they must have been in the top five when Ginobili and Parker and all them were nailing those threes and uh, Matt Bonner, guys like that, and they were hanging in there, championship contenders still, and they finally got one more in 2014, turning the heat into mincemeat in that game, in that series, didn't they? After losing in seven the year before. The Spurs somehow, someway, are four and one in their last five. The winning streak just ended, though, versus the Memphis Grizzlies by only one point versus uh, Wayne Hunt's Memphis Grizzlies, Wayno as he calls himself when he opens up his show, being the uh, courtside podcast. We'll get to that shortly. The Spurs beat the Warriors. Nice. Yeah, Warriors ain't going to have any home court anymore, are they? <laughs> I like it. Don't you dare Don't you dare come up on us and start beating people again, though. Get your butts knocked out in the first round, I hope. Warriors uh, get beat by the Spurs 110-108 in Chase. I believe it's, yeah, it's Chase. I'm getting them all mixed up, but it's Chase. My poor wife is coughing. Uh, they took the Blazers and burned them to the ground. 113-96 to in Portland. Blazers fans, we haven't forgotten about you. I can imagine how they feel right now. Some of them are the most obnoxious people on earth, but even even I could feel sorry for them when in games like that and losing back-to-back games to the Rockets in your own building. Whew, gives me the chills. 107-103 versus the New Orleans Pelicans. 123-120 versus Houston. Those are all wins, of course, and they're all on the road. Impressive. And then the 112 to 111 lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, quite possibly the Wolves' seven game series opponent, two versus seven. And if things held up the way they should, and there was no stupid play in thing, which is it's a cute, fun thing for teams that are ninth and tenth. So that's the fun part. But then, yeah, I mean, I, I just want to be the seventh seed and play Memphis. I think it's a wonderful matchup. So we'll see. Uh, Wolves should be able to win this game, I hope. It, who knows? This could be one of those trap games because Spurs are playing super good. I don't know if Greg Popovich secretly told his players he's retiring, which I wouldn't blame him if he does. It's kind of it's kind of time for his sake. Like I don't think he needs to suffer there for seven years longer until they finally get better again. You know that kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe they'll get better faster, but I doubt it. Um, who knows? Who knows why there's this huge surge here? They're just kind of figuring things out. And then next year they'll be better. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Great months of April don't always mean anything. Just ask certain players in the past with the Wolves. We'll leave that where that is. But I'm picking the Wolves to win this game. Might as well win three games in a row and get to, what would it be, like 40? Uh, it would be 47 wins of the No, 46 wins of the Wolves are able to get to that. So I'll say the Wolves will get to 46 wins at the end of the season. We'll get to 46 wins one way or another. Even if we lose to this and maybe we'll beat Chicago. Who knows? But Wolves will beat the Spurs. Carl uh, Anthony Towns with 30. And the Wolves win final score of 128 to 120. It's in target center. Might as well have one nice nice game here. One last nice game. And then have to play the Bulls, which who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, I do think a lot of players will sit. 
The time hasn't even been decided in this game. Interesting. It is in target center, so maybe the Wolves do win this one. But yeah, I'm going to stick with the 46, though. Alonzo uh, Ball with a knee injury, so that's unfortunate. Yep, and yeah, I remember that. Malik Beasley left ankle, but I'm thinking Beasley will play in this game. Um, Chicago 3-2 and two in their last five. They beat the Clippers 135-130. Pretty nice. Beat Washington 107-94. Lost to the New York Knicks. The Bulls and the Knicks. Ah, classic. 109-104. Beat Cleveland. No Rubio with the ACL. Yep, 98-94. I'll see him in like three years, right? That's how, that's how it works, unfortunately. And uh, the surging Pelicans beat the Bulls 126-109. I actually went in reverse order, but sorry about that. I went backwards. <laughs> That's Joey for you. Uh, the Bulls hammered us pretty good about a couple of weeks back, three, four weeks ago now. 134-122. I kind of figured that, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, Bulls do have a pretty good offense. 10th, 28th in rebounding. Second in field goal percentage, thanks to guys that can finish around the rim, including Vujicic and, of course, Zach Levine, who can attack the rim and hit threes. They are third in three-point percentage. That's partially Zach there. 22nd in steals. 24th in blocks. They don't block shots over there. But they protect the ball very nicely. They're in the top five in that category. So, uh, where do we go with this? It just kind of matters who's going to play, who's going to sit. And it's funny how their best player, not Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan's not much of a three-point shooter. He only attempts two a game, and he makes less than one a game. Yep, so about 36%, which isn't that bad. He just doesn't shoot him that much. He's kind of like a certain old other Chicago Bull who averaged about, you know, who averaged about 30 and up a game. Kind of similar stats, actually, but obviously not going to compare to that guy. Uh, De DeMar DeRozan could help lead this Bulls team on a very long playoff run. I kind of hope he does. Why not? I kind of hope he does. Zach Levine's about 40%, well, 39, 25 points a game. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, love what he can do. Would not be surprised if both of these guys sit in the game, though. Just for, like, what the hell? Why do we need to get these guys hurt going into the postseason? Because the Chicago Bulls could win the Eastern Conference. It might sound a little weird, a little crazy, a little out there, but the Bulls could win the Eastern Conference. Like, why the hell not? Um, they're, right now, they'd be the fifth seed, but they're only four four games behind the Miami Heat, who are number one. Uh, they're the first team to clinch a playoff berth, which is funny. Um, crazy to think how close everybody is. Uh, Atlanta's only five games behind the Bulls. That's the tenth seed, and Miami is four games ahead. So it's very tight there. The one team that's way far out is New York. They're the 11th seed, and they're done at the end of the day. So we can already see where the playoff picture is heading going forward, most likely. Um, we'll see. Go Bulls, I guess. I guess. I think it, mostly for DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I like Zach Levine just fine, but I like DeRozan more, just being honest. And I like Vucevic uh, as well quite a bit. I'm just going to say, by default, the Bulls win this game, and the Wolves wind up with 46 total wins. The Bulls finish with something like 48-ish, and we'll see. We'll see what they do in the playoffs. It'd be pretty cool. I uh, want to see what DeMar DeRozan and co. can do with this Bulls club. It's going to be very, very interesting going forward at the end of the day. Uh, so we'll just jump into fan interaction now and wrap this up, because it's just, you know, there's just not a whole lot going on with the fan interaction. Why split the segment just no point. Uh, at TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX is the Twitter account. Real quick, though, before that, just to be fair, the Vigit application or app, the Vigit app, look that up on Apple and Google uh, phones, Apple and Google devices, of course, Android devices, pardon me. Uh, V-I-G-I-T, it's two separate words. 
It's basically fantasy betting. So social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. We get betting leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet-free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Vicket Lifeline movement where the public is betting. Again, this is not real money wagering. It is basically fantasy betting at the end of the day, but a lot of fun, especially as we head into the postseason. And some of us had fun also with the uh, NCAA tournament and things like that. So, that hockey, still a whole month of hockey because of that big COVID delay during the course of the season. They shut down two weeks right around Christmas. That was kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny uh, because, yeah, hockey doesn't play on Christmas. Basketball does, apparently, So, which is a lot of fun. Uh, the other thing is Crypto.com. That's also an app on Android and Google, uh, Android and Apple devices. You can trade cryptocurrency. It's been kind of picking up of late, so it could be a lot of fun. Join the uh, account by clicking on the link. Yep, open your account, click on the link. It'll show who referred you, which is me. And then uh, you'll have $25 put in your account, and it'll show I referred you and help out this show. So a lot of fun. Obviously, there's no guarantee of anybody winning anything in any stock market, in any crypto market, or real estate. There's just there's no guarantee. You, you can, and you can win, you can, you can lose. It is what it is at the end of the day. So let's get to Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Always appreciate him very much. He says, it's really becoming clear, uh, uh, the clear difference between the Wolves and elite teams in the NBA. Yeah, because all things got really kind of meh going into that Boston game. So, yeah, very true. Apologize, I didn't even get back to you, and I didn't get to anything. I'm going to try to be much better about that. So... Interesting. Looks like Tanae has been venturing into crypto. He must have already had an account. That's a bummer. But, but hey, that's how it goes. Yeah, you beat me to it. So, yeah, that's why he's not able to... He probably already has an account, maybe with a different crypto uh, app. So, it is what it is. Uh, there's tons of apps out there, but Crypto.com is the one I recommend. Uh, that's the one that would help the show at the end of the day. But it would just be a one-time thing, but still, it's fun. Um, just want to thank all of you, and I'll give some shout-outs here. The, uh, from, from Flip to Finch, want to give the, that Facebook page a shout out because, uh, Scott Doherty is kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on there or like shout outs, basically, whatever the heck you'd call it. Cause it's not an actual link. It's just saying the show's out, go check it out on this, you know, <laughs> so really appreciate Scott Doherty. Uh, he also posts that, uh, Arby's logo with the Wolves, uh, are able to <laughs> make enough three-pointers to get you a free beef and cheddar sandwich. That's always fun. <laughs> Please do write a positive rating on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Stitcher, or Spotify has star ratings, basically. I don't think there's reviews, but star ratings. If you could do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that already have, thank you so very much. Uh, with that said, wishing all of you a nice week, and we'll see just how much more clear the playoff picture is going into next week. Until then, take care.